Well, good evening. Fourth of July is here. Can you believe that we're almost halfway through the year? Almost halfway. We're month seven, so we are halfway through the year. Can you believe that? Holy moly, where's it gone? Right? It just seemed like just yesterday it was New Year's Day. I don't know. I guess that's what happens when you get old, right? I'm just uh, fades away, right, Omar? <laughs> and, of course, my producer, Russ Omar. Hey, tonight I want to tell you a story about my radio days. You know, I, I talked about that previously on this uh, on this podcast about my experience working in radio, how much I enjoyed it and I loved it. And I got to thinking about a funny story the other day, and I thought maybe I'd pass it along to you. This goes back about 1982. Now, I was a grand total of 21 years old. I was working at this radio station in Iowa City, Iowa. Nice little station, great people. Uh, I think I'm the only one alive that's from that group. Uh, I hope not, but I think I was trying to do a, a thing in my mind the other day of who I knew had passed and who had gone, and some very, very dear friends of mine who'd worked there were gone. It was a great station, and they're still in business today, and they're doing an absolutely outstanding job. They really do. But at the time, yeah, we're just kind of a small-town station just out there playing around. So I'd work nights is what my shift was. I was a night man on there, and uh, uh, it, it was it was fun. It was a great experience, something I'd never never give a turn back. I mean, I, I think about it all the time how much I enjoyed it. I also worked a Sunday morning shift. Now the Sunday morning shift was from actually Sunday morning and afternoon. It was eight to four is what I worked. First four hours was uh, pretty much me just doing it. It was a lot of uh, oldies. We played on Sundays. We played 50s, 60s, 70s, and big bands. So we played a lot of old time music at that time. It was, it was kind of a format anyway. We played a lot of that stuff anyway, but really on Sundays we pushed it hard. And the thing about that was is uh, we had a big audience for it. I mean, I'd get calls all the time, requests. We were actually running just a, a full, full-blown station. I mean, full-blown show. I mean, people just thought it was great. I mean, you come in in the morning, boy, the phones would ring in and be one of your songs. And it wasn't bad. I kind of enjoyed it. And then in, at noon, we'd play some uh, oldies that was pre-programmed, and I would just kind of sit around and read the newspaper and do a forecast every once in a while and a newscast and uh, watch football. They, love, they wanted me to do that so I can keep the scores going and all that kind of thing. So it was, it was kind of fun. Well, and I should say this, if you saw the TV show, if you've never seen the TV show WKRP in Cincinnati, we were a lot like that with the exception of the Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson character, of course, the beautiful channel from Marlowe. We didn't have that, but we had everything else. I mean, I could identify every person on that TV show at the station I worked at. But anyway, so one day I get a phone call from our station manager and he says, Hey, he says the Sunday part, the Sunday afternoon part. Now, not the morning. The morning was going good. They weren't going to touch that. But Sunday afternoon, which is just a tape music, he says, one of the salesmen sold uh, a campaign that they're going to come in. These people are going to come in, and they're going to do a four-hour call-in show on our station for their product, which I'll tell you about in a minute. And I said, okay. And he said, so, you know, what I want you to do basically is stay there, make sure they don't tear the place up. Uh, you don't have to do anything. They're going to handle it all. They've got their own person to do it on the air. And uh, they they just they're just gonna want someone to show them where to see it sit maybe get them some coffee just you know take care of them kind of oversee it uh, do the news at the top of the hour like you would do in the forecast but basically do what you always been doing just watch TV and get the football scores out and uh, you know say okay no problem and now before I continue there's a couple things I do want to tell you about radio talk shows that kind of thing first off. In a small town or in a local setting, if you're a smaller city, you really cannot do a, a local call-in sports show, or not. And I should say a local call-in show. Okay, you can do sports, maybe in a limited basis, but you really cannot do a total call-in format 
show uh, for any period of time. There's just not enough people to engage. That's the whole thing. You're in a small town and you put on a, a call-in show, you're going to have a hard time getting any kind of consistent callers. If you do it nationally or in a bigger market, a bigger city, yeah, you can probably get away with it. But for the most part, if you're a small town, you really can't do a call-in show. We all knew that. Uh, the second thing was the product that they were selling. Now, these people were into, they had a store that was into like holistic medicines and uh, herbs and vitamins and supplements and boiled seaweed, that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not putting anybody down for their beliefs or their thoughts or anything like that. Hey, all the power to them. However you make a living is fine. And I have no problem with any of it. Okay, just if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Let's just see how this whole thing plays out. Now, I did convey those those doubts to my station manager or my boss. And I told him, Hey, you know, you really think this is going to work? This is a small town station that plays oldies caters to an older audience. And we're going to bring out this holistic medicine stuff. And he remember what he told me directly. He said, Hey, they gave us a very substantial check and it cleared. Hey, okay. I'm a team player. Let's go for it. So it was going to start in a few weeks and a few weeks come by and go by. And all of a sudden, boom, I'm in work one day and about 11, 15 in the morning, Sunday morning, about four or five people walk in and I introduce myself and they are the group that's coming. that's going to do the show. Now, one guy was carrying a notebook and he was obviously the leader. He was the owner of the place, I guess, this store that had bought this advertising in this segment they ever bought. And he had had this notebook. So I'm looking around thinking, well, he's prepared. He's got an idea what he's going to talk about. And that's good. I mean, that's the secret to radio right there is knowing what you're going to say. So he came in and they introduced me, introduced me around and they're kind of looking around. It's obvious that they had ingested some kind of substance somewhere because they really weren't in the mind that most of us were. I mean, they were kind of out there. The other thing, and I am not putting anybody down, so please don't take it that way, but they were somewhat unkempt. Uh, I don't think any soap had hit their bodies. I know no head and shoulders had ever hit their hair. Uh, they really, well, you know, uh, I don't know. They're just, <laughs> yeah, they were real clean. Uh, they, their odor, for lack of a better word, did a good job of cleaning my sinuses. Let's put it that way. They, they really did have a thing going. And I'm not real sure where this thing was going to go. And I'm looking around seeing these people who really looked like they were not going to go with it. But hey, it's not my problem. I got to get them going and get it turned on. And let's run with it, right? So I got, I take, took them on a tour of the station. And this here's a microphone. This is my chair. This is the wastebasket. We throw paper away in this wastebasket. Oh, yeah. Wow, man. And they're really just going out there. And they decided at this point they wanted to do a, uh, I don't know, some kind of ritual that they would do to just check the vibe of the place type of thing. So they're doing some chants and some incense and all this and that. Can you imagine incense and that strong body odor? I mean, holy moly, I thought I was going to get sick. Anyway, they're doing this kind of stuff here and I'm trying to run a radio show, you know, I'm thinking, Hey guys, uh, hold on a second. Now I got to introduce this record by Elvis. You guys know Elvis <laughs> and go on and do our thing. And it really would just kind of turned into after a while, just like, I'm not real sure what I'm dealing with here, but so I got him into the studio they were going to use. I got him all seated and this is the microphone. Now what's going to happen at the top of the hour at noon, I'm going to do a five minute newscast and a forecast. When you start hearing me do the weather, you know, that you're ready. Okay. We're just within a matter of seconds. And then I'm going to point to you and you're going to see a sign that says on the air and away you go. It's all you take it away. Okay, man. Hey, Hey, you know, you're all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. But we're going to make this thing work. Our salesman shows up. Now our salesman was a dead ringer, by the way, for Herb Tarlick on WKRP in Cincinnati. This guy had him down. I mean, it's just like almost <laughs> art imitates life in, in a lot of ways with that. I mean, I'm serious. I, it was just, 
absolutely bizarre how much this guy was in. But he shows up and he's all ready to go and he's got this whole thing going. All right, Jeff. Hey, we're gonna. This is gonna be like the greatest thing ever. All right, good, good, good. Well, hey, all right. I, I don't care. I'm here anyway, right? So we sit down and I do the news and uh, our forecast is. And I give him the forecast and I push it away, point up to him, and you're on the air. Turn the button on. The light goes on, and I sit back. And Notebook Boy then proceeds to open up his book and to read every word in it. Not talk about it. Not say, hey, you know, I, I was thinking about something the other day or do what I do, you know, just, hey, you know, try to go off, go off the cuff here. No, nothing. He just put this thing down and read every single word. After about 20 minutes of trying to stay awake, he finished. He said, okay, now let's take some phone calls which would have been fine had there been any phone calls. The phone hadn't rang at all. I wasn't even getting football score requests, right? I mean, I'm standing there and getting nothing. I'm looking at him, you know, kind of with my hands and ears. I don't want to tell you. I mean, uh, so I put the microphone on. I says, real quick, can you just tell me where your store is located? And again, tell, just once, give us a quick description of some of the items you have, you know, just trying to get this guy talking. And he talked for two or three minutes about all this stuff. you think that he would have carried it a whole lot farther. If I was paying that kind of money, I think I would have gone on about every product I had, you know, and just trying to keep people wanting to come in. But no, he didn't. He gave me two or three minutes and threw it back at me. And I'm thinking, oh, really? Okay. So I did a forecast. We gave a couple of football scores and went back into something. I can't remember what we did, but we, we tried to get this guy talking. All of a sudden, boom, the phone rings. All right. We got this thing going now, and it's like 25 minutes after the hour. So we've been on the air 25 minutes. We still got a three and a half hours plus to go, right? It's a salesman. He's back in his office, and he's pretending to be a caller. You know, it's like, I'm Jack from Coralville. I got a question. All right. Okay, well, we got a call from Jack from Coralville. He's got a question about your services here. Boom, hit the button, you know. So instead of this guy taking the, the call, which was from our salesman, he proceeded to go through maybe two minutes and then dump it back. Okay, thanks for calling, Jack. Click. What? You get one phone call and you get on this thing and give the guy a, an answer or two and you're out of it in a minute? Come on, man. Carry this thing. We still got three and a half hours to go. So I grab a piece of paper and I write a sign that says, read your book again, read your book again, trying to get this guy talking about something. And they're all just kind of sitting around there and they got their beads and they're talking about, you know, birds in the wind and all that kind of thing. It's like, are you kidding me? You're using all of our airtime for nothing. Finally. I get a phone call from the station manager. Jeff, what's going on? Oh, I got to be honest with you. They, they've got nothing. They've got nothing at all. I mean, he said, yeah, I can hear that. What are we going to do? So I, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to keep drinking coffee and I'm reading the paper here. I, I don't know what to do. He said, no, we're going to have to go back to music. Uh, grab the salesman. Tell him we're going to take it back into music. Okay. So I get a record ready and uh, grab the salesman. So I want you to go in and tell him that the show has been great. It's been absolutely wonderful, perfect. We don't want to spoil the momentum for next week. We're going to take it back to Jeff and let him do his thing. Which he did, and they bought it, and they left, and they said, we'll see you next week. Bye, bye, bye. And out they went, and I started playing music again. So this whole four-hour show lasted a whole total of about 28 minutes. So I'm thinking, well, this has got to be over. There's no way we can let this go on, right? Next week comes. On Tuesday, I get a phone call from the station manager saying, hey, uh, the first show, well, a little questionable here. I think we're going to cut it to three hours. Okay, three hours, really? They had a grand total of, you know, 10 minutes worth of programming, but you want to go three hours. Okay, we can go three hours. And he says, the problem is we haven't promoted enough. I remember saying to the station manager, said, you know, we've been running ads for this thing, uh, you know, four times an hour now for two weeks. What do you want to do? And he said, we're going to go eight times an hour. 
We're just going to throw this, just shove this right down the throat of our audience. They're going to want to listen to this thing. And they did. They ran promos upon promos upon promos. Man, oh man, we were running ads for tune in Sunday, noon to four. And, you know, geez, please. Sunday shows up and it's the same three people, right? Or four people. And they come in and they sit down and they've got nothing. And I don't want to say nothing. They had a few more phone calls. Uh, the salesman had got his wife and his in-laws and his next door neighbor all to call in. So there's maybe five calls. The guy, of course, who was running the show, the, the owner of their, their, their company that wrote the check, he really, because he had no, he didn't have any radio experience. He didn't know what to talk about. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to carry it, how to make it move or anything. He just was sitting there just kind of looking around and, Hey man, you can't have dead air. That's against, uh, that's against rules. <laughs> we got to keep something going here, you know? And, uh, again, I did football scores and asked questions. Now, once again, tell us where you're located at. Uh, maybe we want to come down and pick up some things. Tell me if I, if my back hurts, what's a good thing for that? You know, you would talk a little bit and then throw it back at me. And it's like, hey, come on, man. And then, like I say, we got the phone call, the salesman and his wife and his kids and his neighbor and everybody can get to try to make it work. Nothing, still nothing. So I get a call again next Tuesday. Well, by the way, on, on, the, on the second show, again, I, I went back into music fairly quick. I think we only went 25 minutes that time or 20 minutes that time. And we went right back into music. So I'm thinking this has got to end sooner or later, right? Tuesday, I get the call. The boss calls and he says, okay, one hour. That's it. One hour. In and out. If they can't do it, have your music ready. So you don't even need my authorization. Just push the button and go. So, okay, we'll, make, we'll figure that out too. So the next Sunday rolls around and about 11 o'clock in the morning. Now we got an hour before we were hitting on their, their show. We're going to give them one hour between noon and one. Figure everyone's eating lunch and all that kind of stuff. They're probably not going to listen anyway. He shows up with like 10 people, including a shaman, whatever shaman is. Okay. There's like 10 of them, right? And they're all looking around at each other. And I says, can I help you all? What is, I see there's a bunch of us. And, and again, like I say, they hadn't taken a bath in the three weeks I've known them. I'm no, I mean, man, it really, I mean, you could smell them a mile away and they're all standing there and they says, we think the vibe of the station is just what's causing our problem on our show. And I said, okay, so let me guess, we're gonna do some incense and you're going to do the chants and all that. And he said, well, we got our shaman here and he's going to cast a blessing or two on this thing or whatever they do. I don't know. I said, all right, well, Again, I got to ask for some cooperation when you do that. I'm, I am on the air here. People are listening. I do have requests and callers and all that kind of thing. So we do have to carry on. But if you please just, you know, go through with it. And they did. And they smelled the joint up like you wouldn't believe. And I mean, I thought I was going to get sick again. I mean, man, it was terrible. It was 10 of them this time. So, all right, we're ready to go on the air. All right, we're do the news. I throw it to them, 10 of them. And all 10 of them ran on the phone and all 10 of them made phone calls. And of course the salesman and his people all made their phone calls too. And everybody was there and, you know, they had a lot of phone calls that day. There are 10 people and there are five or six people calling, you know, from the salesman, his family and his in-laws and his next door neighbor and whoever you saw walking into Walmart, everybody was making calls. And, uh, it went right about an hour and we, we shut it down after an hour. And the guy says, uh, I mean, they're all tired. They had to go home and take their naps or whatever they had to do. I mean, they did one hour and it's like, oh yeah, we're all done, man. We are tired. What a show. What a great, great, great show. We'll see you later. This is obviously what we're going to do. Yeah. What a great, great thing. And boom, they all took off. It was good. I went back to music and that was that. Station finally mercifully pulled the plug on it after that third show. Gave them a 15 minute infomercial that they can come in and tape, which fortunately I wasn't there for that. 
And they did. Uh, they were given 15 minutes so they can close everything up. And uh, it turned out to be five minutes instead of 15. Of course, they couldn't carry it for 15. And we, we ran it once or twice and then threw it away. But what the station did in lieu of paying them back all their money, the station agreed to let them put it in advertising. So we ran their ads for months. And I tell you, I, every once in a while, I have nightmares. I can still hear those ads in my head after 40 years. <laughs> oh, what a day. What a fun. But it was fun. It was a great I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I said, my radio experience there was wonderful. And I got a lot of stories I'm going to tell you about that. There's some great people I met. And um, it, it was it was a lot of fun. But uh, that particular time, that particular point, not so much. What can you do? What can you say? Just keep playing with it and hoping that you're going to make it work, right? Hey, if you're out the 4th of July, be careful, all right? Don't mess around with fireworks. Come on. First off, they scare dogs. My dogs go crazy. You don't need those bombs going off, really. People get hurt and killed every year because of that. You know that? So anyway, just my, my little rant for the night. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Jeff Herring. On behalf of my producer, Russ Omar, we thank you. Did you hear that? Good evening.